Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 67th episode of the Sawdust Nation podcast. Here with you today is myself, Nat, from Nat Snyderworks LLC, Nick from MPG Creations, Josh from North Country Woodworking, and special guest is quite the treat to have you here, sir, CEO from Inventables, Mr. Zach Kaplan. Uh, welcome, sir. I appreciate you being here with us on our uh, podcast, and we look forward to uh, the interview portion of this. But before we do that, Nick, let me hear our sponsors. Oh, right. You are there, Nap. I want to thank PWNCNC for making this episode possible. Daniel over there at PW- PWNCNC has amazing products for upgrading all on all of your CNC needs. Um, dust boots, toe clamps, you name it, he's got it. Check them out, pwncnc.com. And for 10% off, the promo code Sawdust Nation. And next up, I want to thank Total Boat for all their support. Oh my goodness, they've got the best epoxies, great varnish, and wood fillers. Check them out, totalboat.com. And if you need a uh, promo code for them, just slide into our DMs on the Instagram and we'll send you one uh, for 10% off. And last but not least, JTEC Photonics, thank you so much for your continued support, sir. Mr. J over there has amazing customer support. If you're looking for that diode laser experience for your X-Carve or your Shapoco or any other aftermarket, uh, or excuse me, any other consumer um, CNC machine, check them out. Um, and on Instagram, hit them up at JTech Photonics. So, Mr. Kaplan, this is your moment, sir. We're going to give, we, we got so many questions about your new exciting device, the X-Carve Pro. Um, so, I know we spoke about it on the live event, but can you please tell us a little bit about the X-Carve Pro? Now, mind you, not everybody was on our live event, so it's kind of going to be redundant. All right. Well, th- thanks for having me on both the live event and the podcast. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So this, as you can see behind me, is the X-Carve Pro. It comes in four foot by four foot and four foot by two foot sizes. Um, it's about 300 pounds, so it's a high throughput machine. It's got ball screws that are uh, about an a inch thick in diameter, so it's like 25 millimeters. Um, we were talking about the you know the kind of throughput you can get with a quarter inch bit. You can go uh, quarter inch depth per pass, half inch depth per pass, or three quarter inch depth per pass. Um, so very high material removal rates. The spindle is two horsepower spindle, and it's got a VFD built into the controller, so it's all integrated with easily. You just click the carve button, just like on the X carve and the machine starts. One of the cool features that we added to easel uh, with the launch of the X carve pro is the ability to do tiling. So you can actually carve four foot by eight foot sheets on the X carve pro, but you do need an outfit outfit table to hold the material. Cause you know, the, the sheet will bow if you don't do that. <laughs> and then uh, we upgraded. I've proven, I've proven that wrong before. No, I'm just, <laughs> I, I do it all the time. Anyway, go ahead, sir. We upgraded the wasteboard, so uh, in addition to the threaded inserts like the X-Carve, it also now has T-Tracks, and it comes with uh, the clamps for the T-Tracks as well. And we had to do that because as we were testing the high material removal rate, uh, the clamps were popping out of the uh, the threaded inserts. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it was that, pretty intense. That's some that's some serious force. So yeah. is your spindle, is your new spindle, is that going to be air-powered or water-cooled? It's or a air cooled or water cooled. No, it's an air powered uh, two horsepower spindle. Oh wow, that's 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 awesome. And it, it's rated uh, for over or just about three thousand hours, but we're seeing three to four thousand hours of uh, time on the spindle. Okay, 
And then we'll be selling replacements. You know, after the three or four thousand hours, we'll sell replacements on the site. So, how big are those steppers that run that machine? The steppers are NEMA twenty threes. Um, I cannot remember off the top of my head the torque rating, but I know that they are higher torque than the X Carve. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I, can, I can't imagine <laughs> you got a be. Ferrari over there and you're putting a Pinto engine on it. Yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean. So. Um, I've had that issue before. I, I've obviously upgraded my X, my X car thousand millimeter and had the old steppers on it. And it was kind of like, well, why did I upgrade this if it's not going to go any faster? But I hear you. Um, so on another, the steppers note, are not the bottom, like on this machine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, on another note though, uh, if any of our listeners are interested in the X-Carve Pro, you can head over to Inventables.com. There's plenty more information over there, and they have an outstanding customer service team uh, that will also assist if you have any more questions. But um, on a more personal level, Mr. Kaplan, what is it like to be the CEO of one of the coolest companies in America? I mean, it's a lot of fun. I will say uh, it's an honor and a privilege to work with a team that we've got in Inventables. Um, we have almost 50 people now. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we went virtual. So we were had an office in Chicago. And so now we have uh, people in 13 states all over the country. Okay. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun ride because we, we get to talk to folks like yourselves and you know people starting businesses, running businesses, building businesses. And for me, I think that's the most rewarding is like hearing the stories of folks, whether you know, how they got started, whether it started as a hobby or they lost their job or they, uh, they already had a business and, you know, how did they get into an X-Carve or X-Carve Pro or Easel now actually works with 15 machines besides Inventables machines. And so we're starting to meet people who are, uh, machine owners of other, of other varieties. And so that's, that's for me, the most exciting part of the job. So is it so- true? Is it, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, go ahead Nap. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because like you asked them, you know, like, what is, like, why, like, how it feels. What got you there? Like, how did you, like, did you just one day wake up and say, like, yeah, I want to work with a CNC company or whatever, you know, what, yeah. what, what got you there? So I got inspired to get involved in CNC in high school. Um, when I was in high school, you know, most of the kids in my high school went to four-year college and not a lot of people did trade school. And they were going to get rid of shop class at my high school. And the shop teacher went to the board of education and said, instead of getting rid of shop class, how about we add computers and make it sci-tech? So that was my freshman year. It was the first year they'd ever done this. And I just like, got hooked. And so every year I would, I would take as many classes in the sci-tech lab as you could. And I, they had two rooms. One room was just the manual machines, like a Bridgeport lathe and uh, LeBlonde or sorry, a Bridgeport mill and LeBon lays welding, all that stuff. And then in the other room was CNC, CNC mills, CNC lays. So I got very lucky to sort of have access to all that stuff as like a 14, 15, 16 year old. And I got hooked and that inspired me to go to the university of Illinois and get a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, and then uh, I started my first company during school. I was like really anxious to get started with entrepreneurship. It was just custom software. And uh, six months after I graduated, uh, sold it to a bigger uh, custom software consulting company and tried to figure out like, what was it that I wanted to do with the rest of my life? Because I knew it was not software consulting. And the most fun I ever had was in that high school class because I spent two years building a steel model roller coaster 
that we machined out the car on the CNC mill and the, and the axles on the CNC lathe and all the tracks in the, the manual machine shop. And I was like, I just want to get back to that kind of stuff. And so that was sort of the original inspiration for Inventables. It's like, what kind of product can we develop for people who are doing R&D and product development in companies? That's pretty inspiring for a lot of people, uh, especially like the, the people like us who just are driven to make and build. So, um, but is it true? I, I do have another question on another line though. Is, is it true that Inventable started as a crowdfunding for a, a homemade CNC or? No, that is, is that, not true. That's false. <laughs> that's false. How, how did Inventables get started then? So I started Inventables in 2002, so way back, and uh, it started as a subscription to a uh, material library for R&D groups. So our our subscribers were essentially the R&D groups at big companies like Nike and Procter & Gamble and Black & Decker, and they were subscribing, and every three months we would send them a box, and it had different materials and technologies in it that had unexpected properties. And it would come with a little magazine that had one page for each material. And then uh, also there's an online database. Okay. So like, I mean, what kind of materials? Like, I don't know, like gunpowder and matches or, or not playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, so one of the materials was a, it was a squishy magnet. So it was soft and squishy, but also a strong magnet. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's a suction cup tape. So it was, it, it would adhere to a uh, non-porous surface, but it was not sticky. Okay. They actually use that on the bottom of like a phone docking station. That's pretty impressive. <clears throat> yeah, so it was it was hundreds of different cool materials. So it sounds like there was a long transition between, you know, you doing one job and then starting inventables and then going into the CNC realm. So yeah. the first uh X carve, what did yeah. that look like? Does it look much like what we have today, or is it quite a bit different? Yeah, so the first uh CNC machine that we launched was actually the Shapoko one. Um, so the even before that, we launched the MakerSlide. So the Maker, so Bart Dring is a, a inventor in Chicago. He was an engineer and he invented the MakerSlide and did a Kickstarter for it. I think it was like 2011. Uh, somebody could probably Google that right now and see the original. Uh, it was bef- the MakerSlide Kickstarter was actually before the um, Shapoko one Kickstarter. And I met Bart at uh, Maker Fair Detroit. So, Detroit? Yeah, a lot of people Sorry. from Chicago drive up to Maker Fair Detroit, at least when they used to do it. I met him up there and he showed me the Maker slide and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and he said, he's like, yeah, did you see the Kickstarter? And I hadn't. And, I, and I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really fully understand it when he showed it to me because it was just like, looked like a piece of aluminum extrusion. And he's like, yeah, it's got this rail on it. And uh, he had done a video, I think, for a camera slider that used it. You could probably find that on YouTube as well. And uh, he asked me, he's like, would you like to sell it in the store? Because at the time, we were selling all these different materials. So we had transitioned from subscribing to get the information on these materials and getting the samples for free to we put all the information on the web and you would just buy the samples of the material, the pieces of the materials. And so he's like, would you like to sell the maker slide? In the store, because he he was he had a full time job as a mechanical engineer, and he had fulfilled the Kickstarter out of his garage. 
So he had to take, he like cut a tool and he had to take the day off and he rented a semi truck and drove up to Michigan to load up the semi truck to, uh, to fulfill all the Kickstarter backers Jeez. of the maker slide. And so I remember I was like, I don't know, like, hasn't everybody who already wanted maker slide bought the maker slide after your Kickstarter? And he's like, I don't know. I keep getting people every day who call me and they say, Hey, can I buy it? And he's like, I just don't want to deal with them anymore. So we did it as a, we didn't do a Kickstarter, but we did it as like a crowdfunding or pre-order on the Inventables website. And I honestly didn't know if more people were going to want it or not, but so that's why we did it that way. And we had like a cutoff where like, if they, I think the, the minimum order with the aluminum extruder is like 500 pounds or something like that. So we basically calculated like how many feet would be 500 pounds. And we said, if it gets to this, we'll do it. And if not, everybody gets their money back. No big deal. So we ended up selling enough maker slide to go to the top of the Sears Tower. Oh, wow. And so everybody was like pretty surprised about that. And we had to, uh, on a temporary basis, rent another room or like office in our building just to take delivery of all this aluminum. Jesus. Yeah, I can imagine. It looks like that Kickstarter, you were right on the ball. Uh, it was a 2011. Yeah. And you had, and real quick, just to add on to that. So you were talking about like people pledging and whatnot. I'm looking at this, the site right now. Uh, yeah. This is created by Barton Dring. 269 backers pledged $26,000 plus. Right. Site. So we did it on our site after he had done that. That's crazy. And around the same time, so uh, Edward Ford had launched uh, Kickstarter for the Shapeoko 1. And you can see it on there. He had a different railing system. I think he was actually in, in the picture on Kickstarter, he was messing around with like drawer, drawer slides. Um, and so Bart reached out to him because he was also, he was about two hours away in Dixon, Illinois and said, Hey, would you be interested in using the maker slide as the system for the shape local one? And I met him at uh, pumping station one, which is like a hacker space in Chicago. And he's, I can't remember if I asked him or he asked me, but uh he agreed, yeah, let's put it on the site and see what happens. He also had a full-time job at the time, um, which was not making CNC machines. He worked in a, in a factory in, out in Dixon. And we put it on, and it was super successful. And so that was uh, how that's how it got started and how Inventables got into CNC. So how did Inventables, you guys started the Shipoko and well, then Edward they branched off? Well, started it or? as an open-source project prior to Inventables selling it, and then after it was open source, he then did a Kickstarter. He fulfilled the Kickstarter. I think, I can't remember. It probably says on there how many, like maybe like a hundred units or something like that, but it says it on the Kickstarter. And then, and then we launched it on Inventables um, as a, as a full kit after that. Okay. So essentially my machine was birthed from Inventables, so to speak. So you're still part of us in a way. In a way, I'm trying to reach right now, okay? Let me have my small bit of, like, belongingness, because I'm like... <laughs> this just sounds like the chicken or the egg kind of thing going on here. So I'm just... But this is all very intriguing because I never had... I mean, I got a little bit of backstory on, on Venables. Obviously, some of it was misinformed because of my previous questions. But um, it's very, very interesting, especially... Now that you guys uh, have launched your, you know, your X-Carve Pros, uh, any, you guys have any, um, I want to say, um, interest in going into like, uh, 
what you call it, manufacturing uh, machines for actual like industrial purposes. Well, the, the or, pro or is not. actually being used in industrial settings. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a customer that actually had a military contract and yeah. he was making composites. He's doing 12,000 parts on the pro by the end of the year. And he sent a picture of his shop and it was like pretty cool because he's got his Haas VF2 on the one side and then he's got his X-Carve Pro on the other side. And we asked him, like, why are you using the X-Carve Pro if you have a Haas VF2? And he said that the yield on the Pro for his particular application is higher because the Haas VF2, the bed is is so small, you can only get two up uh, for mm-hmm. the part that he's making. And on the X-Carve Pro, he can get 36 up. His yield uh, is just much higher and he, he has uh, less wasted material. And so we're starting to see a lot of, like, established machine shops and uh, industrial uh, applications that are using the Pro. Man, I'm probably about to buy a Pro now. I'm looking at it right now. I'm actually over here <laughs> looking at this thing right now because, like, I'm like, okay, like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, I might have an XR Pro by next year. Hey, more power to you, man. More power to you. And I and I hope that my commission <laughs> is You get to use to, it one time a year. How about that? So, okay. uh Go ahead. But um, no, go ahead, Josh. So, um, I know we talked about this a little bit again on the live, but for everyone that's listening in that has or wants to order a X-Carve, now you mentioned that maybe in the future, once uh, shipping kind of does become an issue, the uh, upgrade kits for them that are available on your website currently or might be selling with uh, the upgrade available when you buy the kit. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct that it may be selling together when you buy the kit. Um, we're not making any formal announcements on that right now, but it may be true. But no, so right right now, yeah, you have to buy them separately. Um, you know, there's a lot of supply chain things going on right now. And so, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we, we, we agree that would be a great idea. Awesome. Well, wow, Josh, that if, I, if this was court, I would say <laughs> leaving the witness. Well, you know, we're going to give... A little bit My of uh, leaning into the future happenings at Inventables to uh, make sure people understanding that they have a very intro uh, CNC machine. You can go in, you can get it, you can start right off the bat. Easel is pretty much allowed me to start, so that should say something. And then you have the Pro, which people are using from businesses all the way to corporations. And like, there's always something coming, especially with a company. You have to. And we all know that. I mean, on our level, we're always trying to produce bigger and better things. I know since we're all CNC users, we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast or follow us on Instagram. They come to us asking us, hey, what is the best CNC out there? And the little tidbits that you're providing here allow us to basically go out and be like, you know, this is where we believe the best CNC is. Because not only do they have a good product, they're continuing to make it better. But they can they innovate. It's either innovate or die, and they're doing an outstanding job. We got a lot of stuff coming in the pipeline. So real, see it. just a real quick question so, before we – I don't know how much time he has left. but So would it be safe to assume, like, if I wanted one of these, right? Let's just say. Yeah. Hypothetically. <laughs> well, no. Would I want to wait a minute before I buy it? Obviously, one, because of supply chain, because I'm probably going to wait for a minute. But Well, so no, the, the X-Carve the – X-carve, uh, is in stock ship same day, and so does the upgrade kit. What he was asking about is like, will there be a day where it comes together? They're together, as opposed to two different SKUs. All right, so so me for me personally, you have to say nothing else, sir. I'll wait until that happens, possibly if it does ever happen, and if not, I'll still buy it later. But I'll wait a minute. <laughs> I can't promise it, but what I can promise is, if it does happen, it will be in stock. 
<laughs> smart. And hey, check check this out, uh, Mister Kaplan. I, I just want to tell you that one of our sponsors, PWNCNC, makes some outstanding products for the mm-hmm. the regular X Carve mm-hmm. thousand millimeter. So I don't know if you guys are aware of his his operation, but they just announced new spindle cool. new spindle kits. So um, if uh, once he launches all that stuff, I I mean I'm not trying to tell you what to do or not, but I'm saying I think it might be worth your while to take a look at his spindle spindle kits that are built cool. just for yeah, the X carve. So anyway, uh, and on, on on that note, Josh bought his X carve because of me. So uh, listen, Nick, it's it's just like Omtech. <laughs> he was. Nick was in or lived next to me. He lived in Jersey and he had an X carve. And when I would stop by his shop, talk to him, you know, he would be running his X carve. We would talk about it. It was something that I was very familiar with through him. So when it came to, you know, sitting down and buying one, it was easy decision because I already saw it in use. I know what it could produce. And he even helped me set it up. So, I mean, like, yeah, I bought my X car, I could say, because of Nick. And he basically put it together for me. I just kind of watched. <laughs> my big question for you, I guess, is yeah. easel. So, did you have a, you know, a role in developing that in the sense of, like, programming? I know since I bought it, it has been upgraded so many different times on the pro side. I'm yeah. very impressed by the, you know, almost, I would say, weekly, I go in there and I see yeah. something that's a little bit different. So yep. can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how that came to be and like where it's going? Yeah. So when we launched the second machine, uh, we really thought that the bottleneck on making it accessible for people was cost. And mm-hmm. so I think the second machine, it was like 650 bucks. And what we very quickly realized was cost was not the number one issue. It was the complexity of the software. Because in those days, you needed to have, I don't even think Fusion 360 existed. You needed to have CAD, you needed to have CAM, and you needed to have a machine controller. So three pieces of software to run a, C, a three-axis CNC, especially a tabletop. So the, the, the vision with Easel was like, all right, like this is really complicated. If, if we want to make this really accessible for millions of people to be able to use a CNC, it needs to be really easy. And so I, I think the mission, if I'm remembering correctly, was can we get people, once they have the machine, can we get people started in five minutes or less? And so it needed to be all-in-one CAD CAM and machine control. And uh, it needed to be like a, a printing-like experience. We just click it, the button. You needed to be able to use any computer, not like just a lot of the software is just Windows or just Mac. Like So it needed to be like Mac, Windows, Linux. So that's why I went with, with the browser. Uh, we knew that if we designed it, like we weren't going to be able to compete with software that had been out there for 20 years on day one. So we needed to be able to update it frequently. And cloud software was the only way to really do that. And on top of that, we were thinking, you know, the difference, all the software to that point had been uh, designed to be on the desktop. And it was really designed for big companies in mind, right? Where they have essentially lots of tons of money and tons of experts. And it was on premise. And so we were like, our customers are sort of the opposite of that. It's not one big company. It's thousands of people all over the world or millions of people all over the world. So how can we make it, if, if we make it in, in the cloud, maybe we can make it so they can collaborate. And so that was really the original idea and vision. And uh, we spent about a year building uh, before we launched. And we launched in March of 2014 at South by Southwest. That's awesome. I, I know that the software is very user-friendly, especially for beginners. And um, 
I got to let you know that we appreciate that, especially, you know, the, the X car was my first machine and I was, I had nobody to ask questions unless there was, I was calling somebody okay. in another state because yeah. I know a guy who had one, but I didn't have anybody nearby that I could be like, Hey man, can you come look at this for me? So I was essentially flying blind and using YouTube. And at that time there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on YouTube. So, you know, over time it became easier and easier just because it's so darn user-friendly. And I know a lot of people down, down it, but I, I don't see, I see them trying to, you know, their applications are completely different than what we're doing. Easel is very intuitive. Like you go on there, it'll walk you through every single, every single pace. People that are not using it and still using the X-Carve, their business is taking them a different direction. Um, for our purposes, at least for mine, I mean, once I learned it and your forum where you, basic in your support, you can go on there, ask a question, and you get answers and people are jumping all over that trying to help you. So the online community for your product is amazing. I The one question I have to go off my original is, will there ever be an offline version of Easel available? Yeah, so there actually is an offline version of Easel available today. If you just load up the browser and unplug from the internet, Easel still works. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Pro tips. You do not need you do not need the internet to so we, we don't use the internet to carve. All we use the internet for is just to save your files for later and to share with other people. All the carving is happening locally to your uh, machine. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so real quick question uh, on spot because yeah. y'all are on the topic of software here. Talking about yeah. easel. So obviously yeah. being a ship local guy, I started with carbide create and that was that was so much fun, right? But I ended up stepping my game up to Vetric Pro. Okay. okay. Now, obviously, your machines do work with Vetric, I would assume, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like so uh, you can use Easel for CAD, CAM, and machine control. You could bring your own CAD or you could bring your own CAM. So it's totally compatible with Vetric VCard Pro. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Excellent. We, we actually have, I think it's like five or six different imports right now. So one of them is uh, right. G Code. So if you export G Code from VCard, you can do that. You can import a DXF file. So if you have a CAD package and export DXF, that's fine. You can import SVG. So if you're using like, if you're a good uh, Illustrator person, you can import from Illustrator. And then you can also import like a photograph, like a JPEG. Or if you, you know, you draw something on a piece of paper, take a picture with your phone, you can import that. And Easel will essentially draw a vector over your picture. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, there's now 3 million pieces of artwork in the art library. Um, I've used that. Yep. I mean, some of the apps you have within Easel itself is very useful. And those are, as far as I know, produced by people that have been using Easel, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, basically, it's just an online community of people who um, built it. There's some prolific people like Ethan Kinney. I don't know if you've seen his stuff, but that dude is just churning out apps like a madman. And then, yeah, we, we now have, uh, I think it's like 12 people on our software engineering team. Um, and so that's why we've been able to increase the pace of development. And so recently we've launched um, some more advanced features like ramping. So, uh, yeah, so it can kind of go down either at a, I think it's five degree or 20 degree angle. Um, I've been kind of nervous to use that myself. <laughs> yeah, I tried that. Okay. I tried that. Yeah, that's I tried cool. that. 
I won't share the results. It is cool. I won't share the results. Though. I I messed up. It was my as user error. Ramping when it works. Ramping when it works well is is actually very very useful because that way you're not just doing a straight plunge to get like a you know an eighth of an inch. You're slowly digging down and then it goes into it. So it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, I was talking about tiling, so you could do a material that's larger than your bed, whether it's on the X Carve or the X Carve Pro, uh, as long as you want. And then we added. Uh, the toolbox so you can save settings, set your own materials, your own bits, and your own uh, speeds and feed settings. We, let's see what else is recent. The text effect stuff so you can, you can like bend and curve the text is in there now. One of the, my favorite additions that you've added uh, thus far since I've owned it is you're able to uh, move different speeds, the X and Y, and then the Z. Right. Previously, it was like you get, you do X, Y, and Z all the same speed. Being a new, uh, you know, user, I would forget to adjust the speed, especially with the Z access and have yeah. issues. But uh, now that I can utilize the feature of, you know, separating those speeds, it's very, like I said, it's very user friendly. I mean, like all the mistakes I've made, it's almost like you guys are <laughs> tuned into what I'm doing because you've added features <laughs> to help protect me from that. I'm pretty sure customer service has like queries on what people oh, yeah. call about. I mean. It's, it's got to be – you guys got to track all that stuff and and figure out what our issues are the most that we're having, especially as new. Yeah, yeah, so we have – now I think it's like seven people in customer service that are fielding both uh, you know, pre-sales and technical support questions every day. And we actually have opened up uh, Sunday support. So obviously there's a lot of people who are doing stuff on the weekend. So from 12 to 4 p.m. on Central Time, we're also doing uh, support on Sundays now. And yeah, so – Obviously, yeah, there's we get a lot of the same question over and over. And then that is one thing that feeds into new feature development. Um, the other thing is we spend a lot of time talking to customers and before COVID going out to their shops and, you know, just meeting them and learning a little bit more, hearing what they're doing. Um, but yeah, the feature that you're talking about, Josh, that was because you get a lot of frustrated people who just bought a brand new bit and then smash it into the uh, <laughs> piece of material. So we, we uh, uh, separated out the Z on that. Another one that's along those lines is we just launched uh, origin safety height and travel safety height. Yes. And so that's where, you know, to go over the clamps, you can go tall. But then when you're in the middle of your carve, you know, don't go as tall because it's and it saves a lot of time on a, on a big carve, especially if you're doing V-carving, going up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> I, I noticed that. And I was one of the, when, as soon as it got released, I think Nick might have pointed it out to me. And I went directly to it and started messing around with it because... I again, I had issues in the past with hitting some clamps. Another great addition, I think you guys reworked your paths. Yes, being before and after a path generation uh, was okay, but since you've upgraded it, less time on the uh, on the CNC, it seems to run smoother. What's the big difference on your side? Because as a user, I'm just seeing it, it's faster, it runs cleaner. But on your side, what does that look like? Yeah, so that was basically, you know, people uh, would just say they wanted it to go faster. And so the team that worked on that, I, I think they worked on it for the better part of a year because it is actually a pretty challenging computer science problem to optimize. Obviously, it's like no matter what uh, geometry you put in there, make it go faster. Like, okay. Um, and so they spent a long time uh, working on that. But the, the speed improvements that they were able to make by optimizing the pass are just phenomenal. And something that used to take like an hour can now take anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes or 20 to 
uh, 25 minutes. Um, in some cases, it's cut down in half. In some cases, by 66% or two-thirds. It really just depends on what the geometry is. Um, but yeah, it, we, we also did benchmarking versus like uh, competitive uh, V-Carve. And so for some designs, it's it's actually faster than uh, the other ones. But it's not every design. It's like, I, I don't I fully understand why some geometries are faster and some are slower, but it's very, very competitive now, if not faster in most cases. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we normally ask what's going on in your <laughs> shop. So uh, what's going on in your shop? You make anything lately on that, that monster yeah, you I got did behind just make, you? So my neighbor, uh, he uh, had somebody at work retire and he had uh, all the people that this individual had worked with over the, the last, over his career, basically sign their signature on a piece of white paper. He took a picture with his phone of all the signatures and then he uploaded them into easel. And then he had me basically carve out like a message and then all the signatures from all the people on a, on a nice piece of wood that he had stained. Um, so that was the last project that I did and I V carved it. That's pretty awesome. Probably took like five That's minutes. Pretty huh? sweet. <laughs> that one, it was a lot of signatures. So it, I think it actually took about an hour hour and a half but uh he must it was huge like, it was, you know it was like this big but <laughs> it took us like four hours <laughs> yeah i was running it at 300 inches a minute okay stop Ooh. bragging <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a flex right there man wow peasants <laughs> but so, so the next thing i want to do i on, on one of the facebook groups uh people are making like the jack lantern things have you seen this mm-hmm. yep yeah oh yeah yeah, exactly. That's the next project I want to do is uh, make a bunch of those. You got I you do, got kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah they probably yeah, like that kids. then. So I'm paint it. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. So. Paint it or put like I saw people putting like LEDs in there and then like the flickering LEDs. You know. Mm-hmm. No, you know what you do is yeah. you you make blank ones, right? Just blank, okay. plain, and yeah. market them as paintable jack o' lanterns instead of the. <laughs> Messy pumpkin carving. <laughs> Include like this much paint to paint them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cheap, <laughs> a little foam brush is going to give out in the first stripe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've seen those all over the internet lately, and people are selling them for like thirty pu- oh, thirty wow. bucks a pop. I'm like, holy smoke! Yeah. So uh, I'm a member of a lot of a lot of the woodworking pages, and guys are just going out buying like pine or whatever, I saw and, that. and just they're doing fence. They're not even. Too. Because the fencing yeah. material is cheaper than pine, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty clever." There, so there, a lot of them are like, "Well, my CNC is more accurate, but I could just draw the face on and cut it out with a jigsaw, and and just turn these things out." Like, I'm like, "Wow!" Like, it's the simplest yeah. thing sometimes. Holidays, man, cool, people though. go crazy around them for the decorations and whatnot. If you get you tap into that, you can make some money. Yeah, I will when I have an Etsy store. So what kind of what kind of shop you got set up there? You just have an X-Carve Pro in there, or you got other wondrous machines of power? Yeah, so I got, power. I've got an X-Carve, an X-Carve Pro, a Carvey that we don't sell anymore. I've got a compound miter saw and a soldering station, a bunch of hand tools, power tools. Um, so your your shop is like an Inventables museum, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. From beginning to now, I like it. Yeah, I do have. I think all of the products we've ever made. And I got a bunch of spare parts bins. I got to clean up a little bit. <laughs> well, you should see our shops. And my shop's clean. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, he just nap. You just built a new outfit table, right? Tell us about it. Yes, the garage or the shop. I I call it the garage, but that's what the shop is. It's not really a garage anymore. 
but I went from this monstrosity of a work surface to uh, a more functional torsion box outfit table for my saw stop. And I did cut out uh, my torsion box uh, legs, if you will, the sides on my CNC. Uh, just because, let's just be real, Jigsaw is not that accurate. So those that are making, and no offense to the makers out there, using Jigsaws on jack-o'-lanterns, but it's not as accurate, okay? <laughs> um, but I ended up doing that. I finally found a home for all of my clamps. I have more clamps than probably some, and I'm probably buying more. Uh, so I have I that going have on for me. It, this is true. I do find myself wondering, like, where did my other My wife listens go? to this podcast. You never have enough. Hey, did you post a picture of your new outfit? I am going to be doing it today. Uh, of course. No, no so it is a fail, but I'll tell you why it's a fail. And why I failed at doing my part here is as soon as I was done with the outfit table, I was into continuing a project I'm working on. So I do have, um, reluctantly, I hate to say, my very first shadow box being taken out or put into, uh, we'll say, the wild on Friday. I'm working on it now. It's a security forces members uh, shadow box. It is my first. Uh, again, asking Nick for you know pointers and helps and tips and tricks because he's made these before and I haven't. But Nick's also been in the game a little longer, which is why I lean on him heavily when it comes to things I haven't done before that he has. So I do appreciate you, Nick. I you know appreciate you not charging me for your time. You know, um, don't worry. I get a commission. I get a commission. Yeah, he gets cool. more business. That's what happens. Um, so I got that going on. It's actually sitting on the CNC right now. I literally just finished uh, Invetric uh, doing the uh, the glass, not glass, but plexiglass panel pocket on the back. So I'm about to carve that out. I realized halfway into carving the first one that I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do both because the clamp is in the way. And that would have been very disastrous, uh, even though they're only 3D printed and it would just aid it anyways. Um, so I got to carve that right after we're off the podcast. But I did finish that keyboard um coin rack which josh you saw a picture of it i just put odie's yeah, oil on it beautiful uh it's the oh as soon as i put the odie's on it was amazing and then i got a hat press that's going to be due my child's walking in of course as i'm talking about the shop what's up dude okay come on buddy all right so he wants to sit and say hey and chill with us on the podcast yes this is allowed um and then I got a picture. So I got some of those do outs, the ones that are like, hey, when you get time, well, while stuff's carving, I've actually been able to do some of that stuff. So I made a, a frame out of Purple Heart for an individual's award. I like recreated it, lasered it, uh, lasered some glass, got some really thick black st- uh, cardstock, got some picture frame hardware. And I'm going to finish that tonight while the uh, CNC is going. And then I got 15 award plaques to make. Uh, apparently what Nick and I did with the induction plaques, people liked it. So they all want another piece of cherry to hang on their wall. So I will oblige and give them a piece of cherry that's lasered. Hang on, buddy. Daddy's talking. Okay. Um, and of course I got the jobs with Nick cause Nick and I are working on something together. So waiting for him to just shuffle some stuff to me and I'll let him talk more about that uh, here shortly. Uh, do I have anything else? I have a hat box that's still sitting here unassembled because said individual is yet to give me all the stuff and I'm not going to pester this person. I'm just going to let them do them. I might gently remind them before the holidays if it still isn't done. Um, I just got hit up for another flag, a cherry painted flag, real easy, real quick carve um, with a coin rack slot in the bottom of the frame. The frame is a a huge winning point, by the way, Nick, for flags. Yeah, it really ties It it all together. But realistically, uh, oh, and then finally, the best part of it. 
So Nick did buy my jet drum sander, 1632. Uh, but just yesterday, I had my Supermax 1938 arrive in my shop, halfway assembled. Uh, it was heavy. I probably could have used some help. It was about 230 pounds to pick up off the ground. Wow. Mind you, I can lift a lot of weight, but that is awkward weight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, good. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, I was going to say like my, my prom date. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and the one sketchy thing about the Supermax was um, threading the before bottom bolts because I had to set that thing on the stand, which is just as wide as a drum sander. So we'll just say I felt very unsafe at the time putting it together. I was like, if I bump this, I'm hosed. Uh, but the one big thing about that Supermax drum sander that I love that the Jet didn't have, but it's also because that was an older model, fold, it, fold down outfeed infield ta- infu tables so they don't stay out. So when I'm done with them, I can fold them down and put it away. Uh, but other than that, that's what's been going on in my shop. Lots of cool stuff, lots of new toys, and more toys to come. Oh, wait, one more. Stock guides. I got those too. Sorry, Nick. I had to mention that one too. He told Hey, Nap, you're not going to regret getting stock guides for your saw stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, Of course yeah. I bought stock guides. They're on my saw stop now, and let me tell you, they're awesome. If only I would have used them for the plywood I put through my saw during the torsion box, maybe. But hey, it is what it is. But I'm done now. Nick. That actually made me think of my favorite thing in my shop. What's that? So I went to Ikea and I got these stainless steel kitchen carts Mm -hmm. and they're on wheels. And then I put bins in them and then I like load up each cart with like a specific thing. So like one's all the tools, one's all the X carve, like clamps and everything and bits. One's like my projects. And then you just roll them out, put them in the closet when you're done. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Highly recommend. Are they on the Inventables website? Ikea. (laughs) Ikea. Ikea. Okay. 150, 150 well, bucks. Kung's Fours kitchen carts, stainless steel on wheels. Nice. I I need. To, I'm in serious need of of tool management and clamp management. So I got the idea from from uh, MythBusters, Adam Savage, because I had everything in toolboxes, and then he did this whole video on how toolboxes are tyranny. <laughs> well. It's true that you're a slave to your toolbox. That's what they say because you open point. it up and you're like, so you need to have everything exposed. And I was like, that's genius. Yeah, well, I I said that, but I got arrested for it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to go ahead and uh, let you guys in on a little secret. Nap did not sell me his drum sander. I forced him to give it to me after I paid. Okay, him. he did. Okay, so I. I don't know if I told you guys last time, but I was like, hey, Nap, I'm going to pay you for your drum sander and you're going to buy a new pretty one. Pretty much today. what happened. And so, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. So anyway, uh, but uh, my shop's got like tons of stuff going on. And I actually, we that large job I talked about last week, it's it's a very large job, especially for a couple of guys working out of their two-car garages. And I, it, so much so, I had to go make, a, go buy a bigger storage unit for all the lumber, walnut and, and cherry wood. And my Nat bought some, yeah, Nat bought like some eight quarter and, and 10 quarter Wenge wood, which is ridiculous in price, mind you. I got um, but I ended up, it looks beautiful though. So I, oh yeah, it's, it's like one of a kind, obviously, but uh, it's so heavy. Holy cow. <laughs> and then, and then, I bought this this slab. I don't even want to call it eight quarter. It's a it's eight quarter slab of walnut that's about twenty five inches wide, oh, wow. and it's about I think it's about like five foot yeah. long. How much did that cost you? Barely anything. Barely anything. The guy was selling a bunch of lumber out of his garage. 
I think he it might have fallen off a truck. I don't know. I don't ask questions. It was Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> of course but, it was. Long story short. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> so I don't so Zach, I don't know if you if you realize this or not, or if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts about Facebook Marketplace, but I buy a lot of stuff off of okay. there. And I've actually got an X carve a uh, thousand millimeter off there before. Um for a severely discounted price, and it was awesome. So uh, I, you know, thanks Inventables for making the machine. I love when people buy them and don't use them, and then just sell them. So these are facts. Uh, but these are facts. But most people use them. And that's what I find anyway. Uh, other than that, I, I got your typical baloney going on in the shop. I'm building boxes and shadow boxes and all that stuff. Um, trying to clear out all my orders so I can start building this podium. And that's what all the big lumber's for is I'm building a podium and some large, large scale signs. So I will be tiling with my X carves. And um, cool. yeah, other than that, I don't have much else going on in the shop. I'm just so stoked to have uh, Zach here today. You know, it's been a while. So, but Josh, what do you got going on in your shop before we wrap this, uh, this episode up? Well, you know, normal stuff. Most of the stuff I talked about last week, I got the cornhorn boards out of the shop. Uh, the Steelers, first time I laid vinyl on my boards, basically covered the entire top. So, you know, <laughs> it was easy. I loved it. In fact, I don't mind making them when I have to put the vinyl on because I don't, it was so easy to paint the bottom. And you the don't sides. have to paint them. Yeah. Well, I painted the bottoms and sides because well, yeah, yeah. It, it, I wanted to match the top. But uh, it was, it was actually, Everything worked out. I made the legs. I didn't have to recut the legs. The first cuts were, the, you know, basically where they needed to go. I nailed down the process, which should have took me less time to do. But let's face it, when you make like four a year, sometimes you lose a little in between. But uh, yeah, got those knocked out. Put the kayak handles on there, the beer bottle opener. Guy came, picked them up, loved them. Uh, can't complain about that. Um, also, that Mickey Mouse sign with the... Um, it's the shape of the Mickey Mouse, and then internal has the family name large, and then their last name. Used the X carve uh, to carve that out and uh, stained it and gave it to them. They love that. It's hanging on their uh, front door as we speak. I have a whole bunch of other projects that are coming up. Um, a lot of things I'm trying to develop to put on Etsy store. Um, it's a lot of research and development. You know, price. You know, wh what I'm going to charge because I'm more of a commission. I've always been commissioned. So thinking about putting stuff up for sale without, you know, someone approaching me saying, I want this. It's a different side of this business that I've really haven't embraced all that much. So with Give that, me a call. Just, Give me a call. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and it's trying to get your finger on the pulse right now. What's selling? What do people want? Jack-o'-lanterns, bro. Yeah. Jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> are selling. I already read it down. It's in there. But uh, with that, you know, I'm just knocking out the products I have. Uh, this week's kind of slow. It allowed me to do some yard work and get some things around the house, including putting up uh, my kayaks on the back of the uh, shed back there. Now they're uh, off the ground, so that's helpful. And then I ran into Matt from Smashing Knives. I've talked about uh, him on here before. Um, he's a local maker around here that makes knives and great at it. <laughs> if you're not following him, you're wrong. But anyway, <laughs> he gave me some uh, gave me some maple, swalted maple, a big old chunk of it. And wow. uh, yeah, I don't know if you can see it, but it's, oh, yeah, uh, beautiful. it's a beautiful piece. <clears throat> it has a little bit of moss and whatnot from there 
when they cut it down and looking at it, um, you know, Total Boat was one of our sponsors and I love working with epoxy when I can. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to clean it up, you know, square it off and then get a form for it and pour some clear epoxy in there. Now, I'm not sure uh, what the final is going to be, but I was thinking about putting, uh, I'm a nerd, uh, some Star Wars ships in there. Nerd! And, like flying around, chasing around. Nerd alert! But it's something, nerd alert. It's something different. And I'm going to make it into a lantern for my uh, side table by my chair. You know, it, the best thing about being a maker is you can literally make whatever you want. Yeah, so I'm going to have this beautiful piece sitting there with some Total Bowl epoxy and my Star Wars ships. I don't care what you say. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be part of uh, my living room. So um haven't told my wife about the Star Wars thing yet. I don't know how she'll <laughs> react. But we're just going to leave that out until it's already on there. Oh, no. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I... Thank you for, you know, giving me that big old chunk. And uh, that's, that's the great thing about uh, this community. It's, you know, community over competition. And uh, with that, it's it makes making very easy. I mean, we've already talked about it. Nick helped me set up my X-Carve. He helps Nap. Nap helps me. I help Nap. Like I said, community over competition. I'm sure you've experienced that too, Zach. Totally. Absolutely. I mean... If you look at the number of projects that have been shared over the years in Inventables, like in the project section, it's thousands, maybe even tens of thousands at this point. And if you go on any of the Facebook groups, like you ask a question, 20 people respond in like 30 seconds. It's unbelievable. Uh, it is. Lior Freed from, uh, uh, what's it called? Adafruit once told me, she's like, you know, if you think about making as a sport, it's like skateboarding where like everybody is like sort of supportive of everybody else's tricks. You're sharing tricks, you, you, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to like other sports where it's like head to head competition. And you want to kill everybody. Like there's plenty for everybody to go around. So it's just, it's such a cool, fun community to be a part of. Absolutely. And when uh, Matt gave me this piece, he mentioned that uh, he was listening to the podcast when he gave it to me. We're driving. He waved me down. We stopped, we talked and he's like, you know, you guys really, bring out the community over competition when we talk and we talk about people helping people. I can't thank them enough for this big chunk of maple. I'm truly excited about using it. But with that, so one more ahead. thing, um, this, this has everything to do with um, helping each other out, but the makers community project is a nonprofit organization. If you check them out on Instagram, it's uh, at the maker community project. Um, Mike from veteran Woodco actually like so I believe he's one of the head guys over there, he is, but yeah. he started the page. They're actually doing a sweepstakes for a Stepcraft CNC. If you go follow Mike from Veteran Woodco or at Veteran Woodco and the Maker Community Project, nothing against uh, Inventables here, but they're doing the sweepstakes. I gotta, I gotta mention it from Stepcraft. Um, you could have a chance at winning a free CNC uh, by supporting this project and it, it just to uh, their mission is to empower, equip and ignite passion for disabled woodworkers and makers in the United States. So um, I know they're always looking at providing better, safer tools for people who have uh, disabilities. So it's a great cause. Check them out. Go buy a T-shirt, link trees on Veteran Wood Coast page on uh, on, on the uh, Instagram. But that being said. Yeah, we- we have a huge uh, community of veteran, disabled veterans uh, that have X carves. I've talked to a lot of guys. Oh yeah, that's we just love to build stuff. I don't understand. Like it's just ingrained it's in, in us. In our blood, you know, it's in our nature. 
We like to make beef jerky. We like to. Uh, we go on riverboat gambling trips. No. We poo with the door open. Like, come on. We've literally done none of those things. But anyhow, um, I think we're about we're about out of time. What do you think, Josh? I think we have one more thing. Nap. Okay. I, I know I said I was done with my shop, but Nick did it again. He's really bad for my pocketbooks, and I remembered. I bought a Mercosander. No, oh, he did. He yes. did it. Did you use our? I bought, I bought a Mer- uh, yeah, I did. I did. I talked to Ed over Winning. there at um, Oak Ridge, right? Oak Ridge yeah. works. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Zach, if you yeah. need a if you need a top of the line sander, you let us know. We'll hook you up with Ed. <laughs> Ed will get you squared away. Sounds good. He's a national abrasives uh, vendor for Merca. So yeah, I bought. Congratulations, I, I bet- man. Yeah, I bought the 655 millimeter orbit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be here whenever they get their ship in from, you know, the port. You know, they're waiting for it to eventually make its way in here. Uh, but it's yeah, coming from so Europe, though, so here. you're safe anyway. Yeah, but yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to reopen a bag of worms. We'll talk about it offline. But yeah, I got a Mercosander. Sander. I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. But with that, hey, man, congratulations. Let's go jump into sponsors with Nick. Thank you so much to PWNCNC. Um, check them out, pwncnc.com or at pwncnc on Instagram. Uh, Daniel over there has new spindle kits available, water-cooled, air-cooled, available for your X-Carve, Shapoko, uh, whatever. Uh, there's a tons of other CNCs that he makes the or that he's going to have kits for. So give him a look. For 10% off, use promo code SAWDUSTNATION. And uh, Total Boat, epoxy they make the best epoxy in the world i must say they have fantastic customer service and if you need that epoxy that varnish which is we also call hail Sion, or that wood filler or supplies to pour epoxy hit them up at totalboat.com or www uh, excuse me www.totalboat.com or at totalboat on the big ig and last but not least jtech photonics Thank you so much for your continued support. Um, what about our patrons? Who We got to thank those guys, right? Thank you so much to our patrons for your continued support. You guys allow us to do these giveaways every month for everybody who comes to our live events and all of our other giveaways. So um, thank you so much for your continued support. We hope you enjoy the content we provide you. Josh. Hey, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always get a hold of us on our five accounts you can hit us up on. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, go ahead and get a hold of us at the Sawdust Nation podcast page. You hit either one of the three of us or all three of us. You never know. You have Nick from MPG Creations. Slide into his DMs. Watch out for that mustache. So we have Nap from Napsonality Works LLC. You can always hit him up. He's always working on something great. And myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. And then Inventables, you can hit them up. You talk to them. I'm telling you, if you talk to them, you're going to buy a CNC that day. I did. I'm already buying a yep. pro. It's in my cart. <laughs> and Zach, thank oh. you so much for being here. Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys for having it's, me. I know we've been talking about it for a while, but thank you. It's It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Yep. And with that, you can always just send us an email at at gmail.com. You can go and send us a topic idea, a question, or you can anything about the podcast. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Zach, thank you for coming on. And uh, we came full circle. We interviewed you on this uh, podcast, uh, AJ from Crafted NJ and myself. When we first started, we did a telephone conference talking about the pro. So you finally made it to the podcast. And thank you very much for coming. And cool. That, Thanks for having me. It was fun. Nap. What do you got? Well, you know, 
if uh, you listen to podcasts on the Apple Podcast, hopefully we didn't forget about them. Uh, we can go ahead and give us five stars uh, if you enjoy the content that you hear on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. Sorry, not a daily basis from us. Or if you are listening to us on a daily basis and catching up on the podcast, if you're new, make sure you're giving us those five stars. But if you do give us lower than five stars, let us know what we need to talk about to get us up to that five star rating. Uh, because at the end of the day, this is for you, not just for us. So that's what I got about that podcast. Final words. No, I mean, just thank you for uh, inviting me to come on the podcast today. If people are interested in the XCar Pro, if you order today, um, we're offering 0% APR financing. So basically, you just take the uh, amount that it says and divide by the number of months that you want to pay it. So I think 48 months is the longest. Oh, shoot. They'll extend it out. And it is. I'd love to. Like I was going to do 278 bucks. A I month. was going to do 278 months, but I don't think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we, we sh- the plan is that we're going to be in stock, shipping same day in December. But, you know, it's, it's a crazy world out there with COVID and the supply chain. So I can't promise that. You never know. Never know what's going to happen. All right. Nap. Yeah, so final words are, hey, folks, keep looking out for each other out there. Keep helping each other out. There's always a new maker out there looking for somewhere to start. Uh, like I said last podcast, uh, I got an individual. He's literally been hitting me up on the daily asking for ideas. He was texting me during the podcast today like, Nap, what do you think of this? Do you think this would be good? How do I do this? How do I do that? What kind of bits do I need to use? And I'm always you know, available for anybody to help. It's just really nice to know that. People think that highly of me that they would actually come to me for help. Uh, but that's not just me. That's any maker, I would hope. Because, again, it is about uh, community over competition. So keep helping each other out. Keep making sawdust out there. Nick, that's right. what you got? So, like always, take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Thank you for listening to Sawdust Nation podcast. We love when you turn us on every week and we get to whisper in your ear when you're doing dishes, when you're out mowing the lawn, when you're out in the shop, driving your car, what have you. Thank you for listening. Go make some sawdust. And Sawdust Nation out. Yes. Hey, Zach, it's been fun. Uh, I'm so glad to have you out here, man. Yeah, it was was awesome. Thanks, guys. It was fun, too. Funny and fun.